Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. What's up folks, it's JD here. Another Tuesday means another episode of Sports In-Depth. Let's start in the NFL. J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year deal. He left Houston, but gave the city everything he had. He's been there since 2011, and he's a three-time defensive player of the year. The stats speak for itself, folks, and I'm excited for his new opportunity over in Arizona. A young group, a team ready to win. Dreams of making the postseason and beyond and reuniting with an old teammate, DeAndre Hopkins. They have a young QB over there with Kyler Murray, of course. And all good runs come to an end and J.J. was ready to move on and it will pay off, folks. Arizona just got one of the best defensive players in the history of this league. Okay, moving on to the NBA. I wanted to talk a little bit about Giannis and the Bucks to start. Looking hot as of late and looking dangerous on both ends of the floor. Giannis had a big game Sunday. He played awesome offensively. And I want everyone to listen to this real quick. Giannis is not always focused on shooting the perimeter jump shot. He is looking to get to the hole. And I know we're in a shooting league, but there's a reason why Giannis can drop 35 no problem. He attacks the rim and finishes strong. Off a spin move, he's not looking to fade away. He's looking to go towards the basket for a high percentage look. And that's something to be said. I know the pieces around him have been okay and he needs them to pick it up. But he's got a solid one and two with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday was a huge pickup in the offseason, as I mentioned in shows prior. But if Giannis plays like this and rallies the whole team around him, they have a chance at the whole thing. I talked a little bit last week about Philadelphia and Brooklyn being the two teams most likely to come out of the East, but Milwaukee's right there, and they're clicking. When they click, it gets dangerous. There's some players right now, they're in their primes like Giannis, but they're not playing the type of minutes he is. All the load management stuff and guys not playing back-to-backs, Giannis isn't like that. He reminds me of LeBron James type minutes when LeBron was in his 20s because Giannis is looking to be out there. And uh, he's looking to be out there every night. And in the post-game interview on Sunday, it was so humble for Giannis to say, we got to keep going in the right direction. I'm not going to be satisfied that I dropped 30-plus on Sunday primetime. I want to do that every given night. And that's how you become great. There's no, it's not ironic, folks, that he's a two-time league MVP already. I think he's got more left in the tank speaking on league MVPs. But the ultimate goal is bringing a championship home to Milwaukee. And I think he can do it. If he plays at this level, he's going to need Chris Middleton to be great every night. And I emphasize that. A streaky Chris Middleton cannot get them to the finals. He has to shoot at a high percentage. He has to take better shots. And a little bit about rebounding, getting into it with Brooke Lopez. Something that bothers me, when you're over seven feet, please don't play around the perimeter at all times. That is not what we're looking for. Be physical. 
Box out when you're on defense. Look to shop lock. Take it to the rim with confidence. And with him playing just around the perimeter, it's like you can have a 6'7 guy out there at the five position because if Brooks not going to be aggressive and use his body, I don't know if he should be out there. And the Bucks should look to limit Brooke Lopez's minutes, and I mean that. No offense to Brooke, but you have to play physical because Bucks need someone in the paint that can make a move. Besides Giannis, you know, Giannis is going to take it to the cup, have that head start. Brooke needs to catch more lobs around the rim. That's what's going to make the Bucks great, a big presence. And uh, Giannis and other teammates, they also shouldn't be looking to tee it up for Brooke for three. I think they are telling him to keep shooting the ball. And I'm not saying don't shoot threes at all, but I need you in the paint offensively. And I think the Bucks are going to figure it out. Coach Bud believes in Giannis. He knows that is the team leader. And rally around him and see what happens. Because Toronto did a good job two years back with the wall. But I feel not a lot of teams can figure that out. You know, they played a good Clipper group on Sunday. And Giannis was having his way. Clippers are a team, if the Bucs make the finals, they could be seeing the Clippers there. So something to be said right there. I liked how they played offensively and defensively uh, on Sunday. And if they keep it up, it will start to get dangerous. A little bit about the Lakers as well. I wanted to get into that LeBron has them back on track. Uh, They had a big win against Portland to start the weekend, and that's huge. AD is out. LeBron has a lot on his shoulders to get everyone involved. They need big minutes from those off the bench. Montrez Harrell, Alex Caruso, these guys are playing pretty well. They have dreams of another championship. They, of course, want to stay in the top one, two, or three seed with Utah and the L.A. Clippers because those three are for sure the top in the West. And you'll see one of those three in the big dance. I think you should see LeBron and company, but it all depends on A.D. coming back healthy. And I emphasize that, you know, basketball injuries happen. And as we see also with Kevin Durant, He won't be back till after the All-Star break, transitioning into the Brooklyn Nets and the inability for the big three to stay healthy altogether. When one's out with a hamstring injury like Durant, it hurts the squad as a whole. Kyrie sat the other night. James Harden had to carry the load, and it wasn't enough. Um, Brooklyn needs to focus on being all on the court at once. You got to build that chemistry. This is the first year of those three really together full-time, and... They have to click now to be able to click in the postseason. You can't just coast through the regular season and try to do it all in the postseason. Postseason when everyone's on the same page, ready, and playing at a high level. And Brooklyn, uh, they scare me at times for both reasons. They scare me in a negative because it's like chemistry's not building because they're not playing enough games together. But when those guys are on the floor and clicking, they drop 130 as a team each evening. So they should be in the conversation of uh, making it to the finals. I was bigger on them last week than I am this week, especially after Dallas really handed it to them Saturday night and effort defensively was not there. And they played a team that also doesn't play much D. And it was like an offensive shootout and Dallas played well, but Nets need to play D. They need to play D. Uh, in order to beat the Bucks, in order to beat Philadelphia, to come out of the East, you must 
defend at a high level, face up as a defender, and just, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, Giannis, they, they don't take no uh, for an answer, you know. They uh, they are going to go get theirs 30-plus a night, and Brooklyn needs to put the best defender on them and play at a high level. Uh, the NBA is in good hands right now overall. We are heading towards the All-Star break. Some teams, I'm shocked where they're at coming into the All-Star break. Some, I, I expected what I'm seeing, and uh, it's one of those years. I mean, it's without fans again, folks. Of course, COVID-19 still going on. It's not the bubble experience anymore, but it's pretty close to the same thing because no fans, if there are fans, 25 or 50% capacity and home in a way doesn't feel the same as it once did. If you're in your home arena, you might not feel at home. If you're away, you're not going to feel you're on the road, you're getting booed, people yelling when you're at the free throw line. It's just different. It's just different. It's like pick up in the park. These guys got to go out there and play and play for them and not the fans, strictly for them. The deep dive here today is most valuable player. In each professional sport, there is a most valuable player. But is it the most valuable player to your team or the most valuable player to the league? That I am still unsure about. Think about the NFL this year. Aaron Rodgers won league MVP. He had a great season, but he didn't go anywhere in the postseason. If you look at Tom Brady, for example, if he was not the quarterback for the Buccaneers, like he was not last year, they would not have made the playoffs. So does that make Brady MVP? Because without him, the Bucs do not win the Super Bowl. Or do we keep it a regular season award? Because I feel, even in the NBA talking, you can't be in the MVP conversation if your team's not a top at least three seed in the conference because that doesn't make sense to me. you got to be most valuable to your team on a good team like the Bucks and Giannis the last few years or Steph Curry when he won his two or LeBron James. He can always, he's like Tom Brady of the NFL for Brown in the NBA that they can win it every year because they take their team up and beyond. Individual stats get you so far, Mr. Triple-Double like Russell Westbrook, but how far can he take the team? A one-man show is good and all, but most valuable to your team is what MVP should be. Thanks. That was the deep dive. We'll break it down again next week. J.D. out.